Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and the worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mister. Uh, it's Mister Ben Arrington. And the devil are you? It's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done a podcast, but it's been a couple of. We- it's been a long, long time since it's just been me and you, right? I can't even remember the last time it was just me and you. Nor can I. The OGs are back in the house. Back in his house. Do you think we've changed over the years? Every now and again, I look at the video of the very first podcast episode because usually when I'm adding things to a playlist, it like auto plays on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. First, the first thing I notice is how short the episode is. It's like under an hour. Yeah. So I think that was before we'd added uh, more more words to the. More, more words yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And when we used to just speak about the film, but like we'd literally do the intro and then go, right. So what did you think of this film? <laughs> now it takes an hour to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. It just felt very strange. Um, I think we've changed. Uh, I think my head's uh, got smaller over the years. Smaller? Well, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think the swelling's gone down finally. <laughs> <laughs> I think like, if you look back at all the videos, even though the tagline is like two bearded film fans our beards are always at different stages of an effect at the moment they're quite similar even yeah well normally if if, um if i pull my grow mine out yours goes in Mm. and vice versa it's like uh what's that like mittens you know like mittens at either side of your little coat (laughs) mittens on a on a string yeah basically it's like that i miss mittens on a string something i feel like i need to do mittens anymore (laughs) (laughs) what <laughs> when was the last time you saw a pair of mittens? Uh, they just don't do them uh, on on a kid, <clears throat> on a child, on a child. Surely, but there's like a age limit now. If you're eight years old, wearing mittens, you're just. We've got to have full functionality of your fingers. How else are you gonna? I don't know. What do you need fingers for? Um, the penguin. The penguin. What, what does he wear? Mittens. He must do leather mittens. Yeah, I mean to to add to the penguin feather feather look, <laughs> feather and leather wing look. Yeah. But um, I mean, what do you what do we use fingers for? I can't even think. How often do you need po- to spread pointed, your fingers out? Poking, yeah, but you can point with high a, five with a club. waving. You can do all this with, with your fingers, just one big finger. So what you're saying is fingers are pointless. 
You just need, need one big like flipper. Everyone, everyone needs it. flippers. This is a uh... oh, typing on keys. That's it. Oh. That's the only. Re- if it wasn't for typing, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll come apart when you yeah. uh, when you need to. Yeah. And then you can type, and then they'll go back together for yeah. the rest of the stuff. Uh, <laughs> I can think of some other things, but you know, let's not go into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So Andy's not with us this week. He's on his holidays, right? He's gone away. I believe so. Yeah, that's rude. Isn't it? That's rude. I was off last week, so what I usually say is book your holidays around the podcast. You know, I know we do a weekly <laughs> podcast, which means you can't go away for a week. But just come on, let's have a few days here and there. Don't get greedy with it. With your uh, holiday, horror films need to need to be discussed. So officially now, Wait, hang on, <laughs> just move your head a little bit. Yeah, I know. There, stop. A little bit to the left. Every now and again, uh, to the right, sorry. To the right. Wait, no, to the left. Yeah, every now and again, it looks like I can see John Boyega's crutch. <laughs> What's oh, going yeah. on there? Do you oh, know yeah, I mean? it's, it's the logo of my of my chair pillow. See? Oh, it just seems yeah, it to go right on the crotch. It look, it, it's right on the crotch area, and it, obviously this will only work if you're watching the video on YouTube. But it is on right on the crotch area, and there's like a fold. It looks like a fold. A skin yeah. fold. It's strange. That officially means now. I was thinking about this the other day, Luke. Yeah, I'm the I'm the only constant in horror hangout. I'm the only person who's been. Well, you've, never, on every, you've never had a day every off. episode. Never had a day off, Luke. Now that 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 probably speaks volumes for <laughs> my for my life and <laughs> the fact that I'm always available. But I think no. consistent. There, I think there were times where obviously we would just have weeks off if someone was busy when it was just the two of us. But now with all the planning ahead and, you know, the fact that right. Andy is a, a regular host as well, uh, we can move move things around. We uh, Yeah, it's true. That's teamwork, that is. That's teamwork. All very different pieces of the same machine, the same podcasting machine, cogs, cogs. Of the same machine. Beg your pardon. Cogs, co- 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 cocks, cogs, cocks of the. I'm just saying cocks now. Um, yeah. So, right. What have we got? What's Horror news? news. What is in the news? Well, we've had some trailers this week. Oh, um, yeah. Only one of which I've seen, but I will talk about the other two as well. But the big trailer we had this week is the Halloween Kills trailer. We already had a trailer of sorts, didn't we? But this one, I guess, has got a lot more. This Story one, I got, uh, halfway through, I was like, I need to start watching because yeah. I feel like I'm seeing it like all of the film here. There are now. If you're not a fan of trailers, this trailer shows a lot of kills, which I think is kind of like not fair, really. Like you should, the kills are the things that you want to see. If you see them all in the trailer, then what's the bloody point? But yeah, so it seems like they're leaning heavily into the supernatural element of Michael Myers again because they're kind of having conversations where they're like the more he kills, the stronger he gets and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we see yeah. loads of the kills. It looks super, super violent. It seems to take place immediately after the end of the Halloween 2018 reboot. Um, and if you like Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, there are some interesting little Easter eggs in there. I don't know if you saw that, if you switched off halfway through. I did switch off at that point in the trailer, but I saw someone post a picture of it, of oh. a mask. Oh, oh. Yeah. Which is nice, obviously, because because it seems like that film, even though it's quite well renowned as one of the favourites in the franchise, doesn't get a lot of love from the actual franchise itself, does it? Seems like just swept under the rug. That's a weird film, Halloween Three. 
it's a very weird film yeah but you know still fun yeah um so yeah i'm looking forward to this this is out um in october 2021 obviously pretty much a whole year later than it was originally billed um just while while it's popped into my head there's a new Candyman trailer too as well did we discuss that last week you weren't here you wouldn't know I'm trying to remember if you did I don't, don't think I don't think you did so. yeah well <clears throat> that's pro- that's a good trailer to watch because there's a lot of cool stuff and I don't think it gives away too much especially stuff to do with the main character who I can kind of I kind of feel like I know where that's going to go with him but it doesn't kind of reveal anything so Halloween Kills shows too much. Candyman probably shows just enough. There's a, another trailer uh, that I only watched a little a bit off again. Uh, but don't breathe too. Don't breathe yep. the hype is what they, they should have called it. <laughs> don't breath. Don't <laughs> breath, mate. Uh, don't breathe too hard. Don't breathe yeah. too much. You better breathe it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you've prepared these before, surely. It's unbelievable. Um, is that cool? well, that's good I watched yeah. this film on a plane and I felt yeah I think it was supposed to calm me down and it definitely didn't but I didn't see this trailer did you see it? <laughs> no uh, well I saw like, the first little bit and I was like okay I'm going to watch it anyway but um, interestingly they're making the the main blind guy the main blind chap in it the main yeah. character like he's the hero of the story which is an interesting way to take it and I guess we're going to talk a little bit about that in this film, oh. Attack the Block, because he is an outright villain. He, uh, in the first one, spoiler warning, um, he he kills a few people, kids, and he also a- has a person tied up in his basement yeah. who he's sexually assaulted, um, and he's about to sexually assault some. I don't think he does. He does actually do it, doesn't he? Oh, so in this film, they're going, remember this guy? Remember the guy you loved? No, I didn't love him. I'd love the other people. Well, he's back. And this time he's even more crazy. Yeah. With his famous tagline, his famous um, quotes, <laughs> uh, his famous blindness. Did you see that? <laughs> he's always saying stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a crazy guy. Um, is he like Daredevil? Has he got Where- like so- sonar going on? Evil sonar. Uh evil sonar. <laughs> yeah, he's got the evil sonar. He yeah. just says evil things and uh he can he tell goes, where he's going from. Where that. are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's pretty cool to get in a it was Fede Alvarez, wasn't it, who made that one? Is he doing yeah, this one? He's produced this one and I think he did some of the writing for it. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably watch that trailer just because I need a bit of a refresher as to what kind of movie that was because I don't remember watched it on a tiny screen you know watched it on a on a Nintendo DS screen those plain screens (laughs) yeah yeah. they need to upgrade those screens I mean for one like surely they could do something to stop the sun glaring because like you have to like angle your head right to the side onto someone else's dinner just so you can see the screen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're upgrading like chairs and, and like interiors of planes get the screens that's the first thing you need to think that's about. the first thing yeah yeah i i'd quite happily sit in a shit chair but enjoy a massive screen and some lovely headphones not those little we have to tune little. into the right radio station 
yeah, there's a little untangled. I do like on this, in planes. So I do like watching the thing where it tells you like how far into your flight you are, like whereabouts. Yeah, that's you are. cool. And you can look over the side and go ah, ah. like you try and see, spot the island. What yeah. you're passing over, you can't see anything. Just just blue yeah. and there it is. That's the best bit. Oh no, there's nothing there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So trade another trailer. Another trailer. Yeah. Trailer yeah. number three. I watched a bit of this one, but again, I stopped myself just because I thought we're going to see too much. But there is a movie coming out on Netflix, an original um, Netflix feature yeah. about a vampire mother who protects her child at 30,000 feet in a movie called Blood Red Sky. I don't know if you saw this. Um, so the brief synopsis, Nadja and her 10-year-old son are on an overnight flight from Germany to New York when a group of terrorists violently take control of the plane and threaten the lives of the passengers suddenly nadja has an impossible choice should she reveal her dark side and the inner monster she's kept hidden from her son for years in order to save him she's got a real bad temper i think it looks cool i like the idea um i didn't see the trailer for this one i uh, just saw a, a single image and i was like that's enough of a trailer for me was it like a scary image no bloody it wasn't it was just a plane i saw it was the words that accompanied the image that <sighs> really sold me on it <laughs> The poster looks a little bit naff, though. I've just seen it. I haven't seen that. There's like, oh, you look really disappointed. <laughs> oh God, no! Jesus Christ! I can't watch bad. this now. The thing is, like, the movie looks good. Um, as soon as I sh- that that trailer just makes it look really cheap. So, oh, sorry, the poster. I will just avoid that. Don't look at it again. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. Look, there's loads. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. There's loads um, of stuff coming out in July. This uh, new and fresh, mm-hmm. new and fresh to watch, especially like horror bits and bobs as well obviously there's the fear street trilogy coming onto netflix one one movie yep. every week for like the first three weeks of uh, july and blood red sky is one of them uh, werewolves within the comedy horror is coming out as well on demand made by josh rubin the guy who did scare me yeah so i'm oh. quite excited about that and it's a video game adaptation i didn't realize that oh. there's some kind of vr game called werewolves within so it's a weird game oh. to have to adapt it to get the adaptation treatment um yeah. uh but but yeah I mean, it's that's pretty cool i'm quite excited i've about still that. not seen scare me that's one i probably need i to... think it's a halloween it's an october film that's like the prime <laughs> when you're when you're in that kind of mindset mm. with your pumpkin okay. spice latte yeah uh and also this month the escape room sequel is coming out and also the m night Shyamalan New movie, old. old. Yeah. Although I don't know if we're calling it a horror film because it's being billed as a mystery thriller, but I guess it's got horror elements. And it's M. Night as well, so surely, surely he's just, just associated with horror. Yeah, I wonder what the M stands for. Michael. I don't know. <laughs> don't hit me with that. Now Marty. I want to know. <laughs> What's it? Mandrew. Ma- Is it Mandrew? Mandrew Knight Shyamalan. Is it actually Mandra? Are you joking? No, I'm. I'm just making bullshit up. Oh, we got to do that for. Oh, Manage. 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 And that's not me making up bullshit. That's okay. legit. I've just seen it here in black and white in front of me. There was uh, um, there was like this. Cat uh, says this uh, big Korean pop star called G Dragon. He's like a really sexy young dancing kind of guy. And um, yep. I was like, I bet that G stands for like Jeff or Gary. <laughs> Famous Korean name. Are you Jeff or Gary? Well, don't ask me that. Uh, Gary Dragon. Garibaldi. <laughs> Gary <My> dad... Dragon. <laughs> My dad's uh, bold and his name's Gary. 
and yet he's not a biscuit. Hmm. Interesting. Very, sus- <laughs> very, very, very <laughs> suspicious. I'd ask him next time just to make sure he isn't a biscuit. I'd dip him in some tea, see what happens. I've already tried. Uh, what happened? Yeah. yeah. Don't talk about that day. <laughs> Don't. We, that's the you. That's the day you ruined Christmas. Scalding hot tea. Uh, okay. Yeah. And the last bit of horror news is that. Uh, is that the Exorcist movie, whatever it's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be a sequel, reboot, or what. Uh, Jason Blum has confirmed that Blumhouse will produce the new movie, so it's going to be a Blumhouse bad boy. Um, be surprised so, if yeah. the movie isn't being produced by Jason Blum at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, He's like, I was going to say this. I've got some, been produced. Go on. There's some more news. Silent Hill, a new video game, is being made by Blue Bluber Booba. Or Jason Booper, Bluber, Booper Entertainment, something like that. I don't know. Bluber, right. they're the guys. <laughs> they're the guys who did um, Medium, and yep. what was that other one that you a Blair Witch game? Did it the Blair Witch game? Yeah, I think is the. Bit... I don't know if this has been officially announced actually, but oh. the news on the grapevine. The news on the grapevine is that um, uh, they're going to be doing the Silent Hill game. Interesting. That's quite, good or bad, a, lot, a lot of words. Konami and Bluebird have signed a strategic cooperation agreement that will see them build games together. Okay. They say Bluebird, but then er, later on in the story, they're calling it Blobber. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently there's some someone is the CEO of the Blueberry team. Oh, God, turn it in. Just decide. Oh, there's a different spelling again. <laughs> right. Close that window down. That's going to give me nightmares. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. Definitely would like to see some new Silent Hill. Um, keen to play for all the games again. I think I'm going to start with Silent Hill 4, which is a good place to start. Start with number four. Um, so yeah, that'd be cool. So with, with the Exorcist thing, uh, Blum, Jason Blum said, Blue Blum, it's going to be like David's Halloween. So he's obviously talking about the director, uh, David. So I think David Gordon Green's in talks to direct as well who directed the last halloween movie uh, okay. i think it's he says yeah. i think it's going to plenty surprise a lot of skeptics out there um david's going to turn it around the exorcist yeah well <clears throat> it would be it would be interesting as long as it's not like a straight up remake because i know the word remake has been attached to it um some sort of reboot where it's a completely different story with a different person getting possessed because the tv show was a bit naff did you see that no. <clears throat> yeah, it was a bit naff. I mean, there was a particular uh, twist in it, which I think was done pretty well. But one of the main characters was played by Gina Davis, and it just looked like she'd forgotten she was acting at all times, daydreaming at the window. And they were like, yeah, that's a good take. Let's keep that. Brilliant. Should be a creative choice. I don't know. I didn't mm. see it. Well, no, it's yeah, pretty enough. Uh, that's it for news. Have you seen anything of note? Yeah, I've seen a few things. Um, so I finished watching the Sweet Tooth adaptation on Netflix. Mm. I thought it was okay. I actually think it's quite nice. Um, it's it's a very decent adaptation. It's very different, way more family friendly. So you know, like a YA sort of thing. Uh, YA, it's pretty cool. And there's a really um, YA, and there was a really a lovely cover of Ald Lang sign at the end on the last episode. Interesting. Very nice, yeah. Uh, what else did I watch? In the Hawk and Cleaver Facebook group, we watched Insidious, which oh. is 
the first time I've seen it for a long time. The last time I watched it was on a tiny laptop that I got as a student. You get these cheap remade laptops. It's like 100 Nintendo quid. DS screen. Exactly, yeah. We watched it uh, and Kat got really scared. that there's, there's a famous bit where the red-headed face guy appears in the middle of the day and she threw the Darth laptop Moore. across the screen, uh, across, oh. the, across the room. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> no way to react to anything, is it? Right, be careful. Be careful with this laptop. It's really... Yeah, but uh, it's. I think it's. Although it has a little, and it also the budget. I did not realize how. I've not looked into the actual numbers, but it looks very cheap. <laughs> and I say this as a compliment, anyway. Um, oh. It looks like they didn't have much money, but they've made something genuinely really quite creepy and scary in places. It does have a lot of the jump scare stuff and a lot of the. He obviously refined his technique for the conjuring stuff, which went to be massive. Uh, but I think there's, there's a lot to like about this one. The stuff where Patrick Wilson goes into the fervor, um, he sort of goes into a kind of dream world, astro, into the astral plane, and there's like people, like a complete ghost that are completely still, and then they'll suddenly like move really jerkily and stuff. Some of that is is really creepily done. Um, yeah, that that was it's quite fun. Um, and then also I watched. There's that lost George Romero film that's popped up on Shudder. Oh, yeah, of course. The, the amusement, amusement Park. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm assuming you did. Yeah, it's quite short. It's like 53 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not what I thought it was going to be. I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be like a funhouse horror kind of slashes sort of thing for some reason, I guess. I don't know. I, I had the wrong... Um, expectations coming in, yeah. What it, maybe because I'm sure it like I felt like it was going to be a horror film, it but it it wasn't really. It's it was a PSA film he made for the struggles of the struggles of aging. If you're of ageism, old people ha- get a bad experience of life or they get treated badly. It's a PSA film, um, and it's like an old man, but it's all like an allegory for allegory for life. Like it's an old man who kind of goes through. Like, for example, they're in the dodgems uh, and, and they crash, which is supposed to be in the dodgems, but then the police start turn, the police turn up. They're all blaming the old people because they don't know how to drive properly. And it's like it's dodgems. And then this guy gets like, it gets quite surreal in places. Um, but so what, it's what year, not what, what I year was it made? I don't know. Um, it, I don't know. Uh, it feels, I'm going to say, after night of the living dead mm. around the time of the crazies i would say oh, um, i don't know um so oh, the cr- oh, okay 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 i see what you mean uh so how 1972. did it get discovered oh, oh, oh 1972 how did it get discovered um i again i don't really know which <laughs> i just click play on it I okay. sorry for I think, all the questions. I think it was locked because locked away. Because, oh, okay. So he made it as a PSA uh, mm. film for this organization, whoever they are. Uh, the government that collected people for old people, and they didn't like what he's done because he essentially made a kind of semi art house surreal nightmare film. <laughs> yeah, um, they've gone. Well, well, what that's what you get when you hire George Romero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's got some good moments, but it's um, it's a little little janky in places. If 
Go in with the right expectations, I would say. Janky and wanky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, going back to Insidious, how many Insidious movies are there? Because it's always one of those things that I always think, oh, there's only one Insidious movie, but no, there are like four, aren't there? Uh, four, I think there's four. Yeah. Ins- Insidious. That's how it's actually Inside- Insidious. Yeah, bloody hell. Uh, anything else at all? Um, just a ta- Oh, I watched pieces, obviously, which I enjoyed. enjoyed oh, listening to your review. Yeah, yeah. What would you have given pieces as a. I actually wrote it down. Um, no. <laughs> I. Uh, what was I going to give it? Um, how, did you, how did you feel about the kung fu scene? It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best part of it. Pretty much amazing. Um, maybe I didn't write the notes down. Um, unless I've written over them. I would give it, I don't know. It's like a solid a solid B minus. Like it's fun. It's a great slasher. It's so yeah. goofy. But it's not okay. Sleepaway Camp. I think it's like Sleepaway Camp just just nails it for me. It was my yeah. favourite slasher of that kind. Yeah, I think you're right. It's yeah, it's still fun. I definitely have fun with it. Yeah. Um what have I seen this week? I've seen a couple of things this week. So for the first time, I saw Night of the Comet. Oh, yeah. yeah. The 1984 um, sort of a post-apocalyptic horror comedy, kind of comedy. Not really. I guess not. This is like probably the most 80s film you could ever hope to watch because of the hair and the fashion and the music. Um, the needle drops on this film are unbelievable um and it's kind of like got this like neon wash to it and the interiors and then there's just like um uh, burnt orange hue for the exteriors yeah. which is quite nice i mean i can see why this film's got such a cult following um i think it's a, I think it's a good concept the characters are good um i just kind of felt about two, probably about two-thirds of the way in i felt like the whole story kind of lost its way mm. and there were lots of like just I wasn't entirely sure what characters were doing or what was their end goal. And then I felt like I'd missed something. I was like, wait a minute, what's happening here? So by the time the finale rolled around, I was a bit like checked out. But still, I can understand why it's popular. Um, I went to the cinema to see Cruella because my daughter was keen to watch it and she hadn't been back to the cinema since they'd all reopened. Um, and I kind of had pretty pretty much little to no interest in this just because of, of any of the live action or the prequel things or, you know, another prequel of, of an origin for a villain is a bit like, oh, really? Because Corella DeVille is pretty damn horrible. Like, am I supposed to be on her side for this film? But as soon as don't breathe situation again. It's a don't breathe situation. Yeah, exactly. Because notoriously, Corella DeVille had kidnapped a woman and kept her in, in the basement. <laughs> And uh, inseminated uh, it with but, puppies, <laughs> but this was amazing. Like everything about it, I loved. I loved the, the really? sort of 90, the 1970s London aesthetic, like the punk rock, the music, the costumes, and Emma Stone is amazing. In a it way, you kind of, in a way, you've got to kind of like forget that it's about Corella Deville because when you're trying to piece that together in your head, you're like, well, I, I, it does, there's no correlation. There are a few good bits, like when she starts driving and you're like, oh yeah, she's Cruella DeVille. God, silly old me. Um, and it's, it's got a lot of like British comedy actors in it as well. Like, do you know people you're like, I don't know, I recognize that person. 
Yeah. Uh, so I had like Jamie uh, Demetrio from Flats. Because every time yeah. he shows up in a, in something big, it's like it's a it's a conversation point. Oh my uh, god! Jamie Dimitri was in. A, he was like, he was like a um. Like one of the funniest people on the planet. I think. Oh, he was outstanding. So I I need I needed a pee, <laughs> and I quickly went out. <laughs> and as I was coming back in, um, my my girlfriend Charlie was like pointing at the screen like that, and I was like, what? I was like, yeah, no, film's on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> And I turned around and it was staff. And I was like, no way. Literally stood there for a couple of seconds. But he's like a department store manager and he's not in it a lot, but yeah. He's, he's a, there's a lot of like British comedy actors. And I don't know. I just felt that the attention to detail that went alongside it was just, just amazing. And like, sure, the plot is a bit like uh, when it drops in bits, which are obviously just lip service and, you know, yeah. bits that are kind of a bit too obvious. I'm a bit like, oh, fine. It's really long. It was like two two hours fifteen minutes, and not not at one point did I think, God, this is going on a bit. So I think That's that yeah. kind of shows how good it was. I think probably about fifty percent of it was was Emma Stone, just because she just was great. I was I've I've always I've always enjoyed her in anything she's in, and in this she was just, you know, in uh, captivating the, the start of La La Land. Yeah. She's like doing an audition for something. And she's like bursting into tears, and and it's like an amazing performance. And the the cast and director is like, "Yeah, sorry, you're not next or whatever they say." I'm like that. Just that like two minute <laughs> snippet. That's like some of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's yeah, it's really I good. Love La La Land. Uh, and the only other thing I watched was because it popped up on Netflix, and I thought, "Wow, it's been a few years since I've seen this." I watched a Metallica documentary, some kind of monster. Ah, uh, yeah. Which I like the documentary is you've seen it did you say well a long time ago now um yeah it used to be some- oh god <laughs> it used to be something i used to watch a lot just because it's like it felt like a bit of a rite of passage for a fan of heavy music but also like it's so entertaining because it's just if it's so it's like it's like spinal tap and it's like so it's so ridiculous and over the top and hilarious without intended to be but then i think it gets itself to a point in the end where you're like oh even the biggest band in the world have got like infighting and ego ego problems and just so many ridiculous things but i think it perfectly captures and it's like the best time because it was off the back of their worst album you know what i mean so it's not like there was a a happy ending where they released a a grammy award-winning even though album there is that snare drum noise that kang noise I yeah. like a lot of the songs on that album. Yeah. I like a lot of the riffs and stuff. There's a couple of songs I go back to, but some of the lyrics... I haven't been back to it for a long time, to be fair. Some of the but... lyrics and, you know, some of the lyrics that they write in this in this documentary, they all they, they write a lyric and they all look around each other like, that is great. And you're like, no, it's not. That's just, <laughs> that's just awful. There's just a few, like, my lifestyle determines my death style. When somebody uh, says yeah, that, yeah. they go... Yeah. That is great. And they write it on a whiteboard. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just some real bad, real bad. But on off the back of it, they they hired their bass player and went on to, I think, Death Magnetic, the album after that, even though it was a few years later, mm. uh, one of their best. So I think it's just like one of the best and most revealing rock documentaries there is. Because I guess a lot of these documentaries are made with the intention of celebrating the artist, whereas this isn't afraid to kind of like point the finger at, at these at these 
middle-aged men and say what are you playing at <laughs> what are you yeah. playing at? i think i think my favorite moment and i've kind of always mentioned this is when Lars Ulrich gets his dad into the studio to listen to the songs and one of the songs is like this sort of weird meandering instrumental with like some wailing vocals in it and Lars clearly loves it Lars is like nodding like that and when it finishes his dad says I don't really know what else to say apart from you should probably just delete it (laughs) (laughs) and then Lars is like really our manager said we should open the album with that he's like I don't agree with that in any way. I think you should probably just delete it. <laughs> and it's not on St. Anger, so they obviously listened to him. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, but that is that is that, apart from this week's film. Attack the Block. Attack the Block. Attack the Block is a 2011 British science fiction comedy horror film written and directed by Joe Cornish, uh, starring John Boyega, Jodie Whittaker, and Nick Frost. Uh, It was the film debut of Cornish and John Boyega's film debut. And recently, I think a sequel has been announced, or the plans to make a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So ratings, IMDb has it at 6.7 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the critics have it at 90, whereas the user score is 75. Uh, Letterboxd has it at 3.6. Some choice Letterboxd reviews here. Um, It's quite a divisive film, it seems, um, which I found quite surprising. So shocked, wrote way better than I expected. One of the best British films of all time. (laughs) Right up there. Best British film of all time. Better than... um, I don't know what's a, a big British one. Um, Billy Elliot, train spotted. <laughs> yeah. Um, the King's Speech. Uh, yeah, better than the, better than the King's Speech. Twenty eight days later. Wow. I don't really know. Really, you got a list. You can prep for that. Uh, yep, so exactly. yeah, boy uh, wrote fuck these little punks. They group mug a lone woman in the first minutes, and I'm supposed to root for them. Fucking devour them, aliens. Yeah. Half a star. And I, I guess that's maybe like the main point of contention for people. And I can kind of understand what they're talking about. Uh, William Lawrence, Lozenge, no, Lawrence, Lawrence. Uh, but I've seen maybe like three movies in my life that are better than this one. Maybe. Five stars. <laughs> he's only seen, he's definitely only seen four movies. <laughs> he's one of those guys like, uh, do you know, you know, the fa- you know, the famous English footballer, Mike Lowen? I do. Um, well, not There's a yeah. random bit, of random factoid about him, and it's always something that stuck with me. He came out in public during some interview or something, saying he's only ever seen three movies in his life. He like hates them. He's like, I absolutely hate movies. I've only and he said he only seen three movies in his life. I can't remember what what the other two were, but one of them was Cool Runnings. <laughs> Is that the <laughs> one that I put just, him off movies? Very good. I don't know. So he's like, ah, oh, come on. I've got absolutely no. All right. Okay. Here's the story. It says he's only watched eight films ever. It's a main story on BBC News in 2014. I don't even know. I don't even know why I'm telling <laughs> it's you. It's quite weird. But here we go. People got... haven't seen them before. That's crazy. <laughs> films, the films, this is on his tweet. He wrote, films I've been forced to watch. What kind of what kind of relationship is he in? He's seen Rocky, Heat, Ghost, Jurassic Park, Cool Runnings, Seabiscuit. Karate Kid and Forrest Gump. They're all pretty good. 
I mean, well, he's just seen them and go, this isn't for me. That's he is. I mean, I don't know if you've ever like witnessed him speaking for more than 30 seconds. He's notoriously a boring, boring bastard. Ah, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, so the last, last review here on uh, Letterboxd, Rio Coca uh, put, put, this is why I no longer, oh, okay. This is, this is why I no longer have the pleasure of listening to Adam and Joe. This half a star. So I actually understand that pain. Yeah. Joe Cornish is one half of, uh, was one half of the podcast, Adam and Joe, which was uh, the Adam and Joe show. I mean, it was a channel four. So this, I've got stakes in this film. I, I think, I think a lot of people feel the same way and they do in, in the career of Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish. We used to watch them on channel four on the Adam and Joe show where they were just kind of a couple of uh, late, uh, early twenties, uh, men who kind of just kind of messed around and made little toys, their films of toys. Um, and then they had this podcast, went on for a long time. It's one of the best podcasts of all time. It's like so funny. It's was a podcast before even podcasts were really a thing. Um, and then uh, all of a sudden it ended after so was long. It, was it a radio show that got made into a podcast? Is that, I guess like what a lot of them were, wasn't it? Yeah, back in the day, Ricky Gervais show, Ricky Adam and Joe. The Russell, Russell Brand show, Brand. Oh, which was man. great. That was great. Oh man, I remember I used to like download it onto my iPod, like for yeah. bus journey, for bus journeys and stuff, and like miss buses because now I got to download it. Got to get it onto my iPod, my iPad. Matt Morgan and uh, yeah, I think yeah. I w- I witnessed the downfall of that. Like before it all kicked off, I think I listened to it. Laughed, yeah, I remember. Yeah, laughed, and then literally two days later. Shit hit the fan. So yeah. this is this is the old, old school days of podcasting. So when again Russell Brand, like when he, when his podcast was out around the same time, he wasn't a big name. Like we kind of saw his rise to stardom through. We got like a glimpse into it through the podcast. Adam and Joe were kind of similar, but they it always felt like they were never going to go big or mainstream. Like it always felt like there was something kind of holding them back. Um, and Joe kind of disappeared from the podcast for a while. Uh, and it, and we always knew he was doing film stuff. It turned out he was writing Tintin with Edgar Wright. He was um, writing Ant Man, the screen script for Ant Man, and then he was also yeah. making this film. Um, and the fact that this film is, it came out really well, and it's a really great film. It's kind of amazing. Like it makes you feel really good. And Adam has done similarly well as as well. Like if you in a different way, you know, Adam, if you watch his. Um, when he hosted Nevermind the Buzzcocks and he kind of absolutely stormed it. Um, mm. It felt, it felt, you get really weirdly proud of them. It's like, yeah, my boys are doing good. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. It's a yeah. really weird feeling, but it's lovely. But yeah, this guy doesn't like that. He says he'd prefer more Adam and Joe podcast. Well, yeah, maybe I'll get back to it, you know, let, let your, let your favorites fly the nest. That's yeah, exactly. Leave well, there's there. the Adam Buxton podcast is still going. He has Joe on there all like every, Few months. Yeah, what more do you want? That's yeah, kind of the exactly. same. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Uh God, it's crazy to think that this film's ten years ago as well. Yeah. Um Yeah. So who we got in terms of cast? So the main cast is built up around John Boyega, who plays Moses. Um Described here as like a low-level crook teenage gang leader. But I mean, it's a teenage gang. Mm-hmm. But I guess they're all like kind of wannabes in a way. One, one, one in respect from other people who live in the block. 
uh, like criminals yeah. and stuff. And uh, when you say before about like their gang of youths that rob Jodie Whittaker's character, Samantha, at knife point, like it is bad. And there aren't any, like, there aren't many redeeming. I mean, obviously, we understand the characters as we get to know them. We understand that they're just kids. But everyone still kind of like dismisses her as being a snitch or like mm. that no one really ever apologizes. There's a directly. bit of an apology at the yeah. end, but it's even like then, it, it never actually But says even sorry. then, like, that's because they're bloody aliens invading. London. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if that didn't yeah. happen, none of them would have. So it is difficult to get on the side of these people. I feel like it was it would have been better if some of the characters were maybe just had a bit more empathy to them. And this is just... um, have you ever heard of the uh, Save the Cat? So it's a big screenwriting uh, book, uh, and yeah, the idea yeah, is yeah, that yeah. if you ever want to elicit empathy in your characters, uh, you have to have them save a cat. Uh, yeah. Like they have to do something. And these guys don't ever do that. Like they don't ever have that. Well, there's a dog, and a dog gets got. Like exactly, pretty much immediately. The opposite. That felt like a dog. That's a different. I don't think that one got published. That felt like such a waste, (laughs) didn't it? Like it, (laughs) it didn't get published. No, that was supposed to be the follow-up. But because we know John Boyega and we know him from Star Wars and we know him from all the other big movies he's in now as a major global superstar, like seeing him in this film, you do kind of root for him because you know him. Where, but I feel like when this film would have come out, it would have been hard to really, really root for these characters. Um, yeah. But then again, I kind of felt the same way about everybody, I guess. Like Jodie Whittaker, she was kind of, I mean, she was kind of just there for a while. And then even mm-hmm. like the other, even like the other characters, like Nick Frost, I feel like it probably didn't give him as much to do. So Nick Frost plays Ron, a local drug dealer. But the cast, the cast of, um, the sort of gang members are John Boyega. I say again, I say gang members, but it's just teenage kids, really, isn't it? Uh, going around causing a load of mischief. Um, obviously, there are some dark, there are some dark elements into it, which I think may try to make you understand the lives that these people have been living. Is that there's like obviously a gangster slash drug dealer who's trying to get these boys on side to to sort of run around his his product, um, and then also. We understand that everyone's everyone's kind of got different family um, situations going on as well. Moses, his, he lives with his uncle, but his uncle's never there. I think yeah. someone else called Pest like lives with his elderly nan. There's a couple of them who are a bit more like their mums are like, right, get home by ten o'clock. Yeah, um, if they do feel like if they were in any other situation, if they were born anywhere else, they would have been quite nice uh, kids. I think when they first says they're quite sweet, really, aren't they? I mean, you get a sense <laughs> yeah. that they are, but it's just that initial mugging bit. It's just hard to swallow, especially when there's a knife involved. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a lone woman walking alone. Like it, it. I don't yeah. know. Something does rub you the wrong way with that. One of the characters says we were just as scared as you, but I never ever felt like that was correct. I never no, felt. Yeah. You know, if we would have seen a shaking hand or, you know, we would have seen some genuine regret or empathy from any of the characters. It kind of just did annoy me as, as the threat escalated, the characters were still quick to kind of dismiss Jodie Whittaker as a snitch and stuff. And that was, that was what, I mean, I was frustrated in a way because I kind of wanted to, there's like camaraderie between these guys. And also it feels like Jodie, Jodie's character and um, the posh pothead dude. What was his name? (laughs) The guy from um, uh, who literally saves the cat 
in that film. Yeah. Where he's like a busker. Oh, with a yeah. Cat. Yeah, that dude. That's what you meant. Yeah, exactly. I felt yeah. like they, even though they were initially like quite wary of these kids, they felt it felt like they were part of the, I guess, part of the gang by the time when they, as they were all sort of fighting their way through it. But I never yeah. quite felt in there with it. I was still have felt like a bit of an outsider as, as, the, as the viewer, where I was a bit like, yeah, not yeah. entirely, yeah. not entirely convinced. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so. The the little gang, there's Alex S. Mail, who plays Pest. I thought he was a standout little character, actually. Uh, but I'm surprised he's not big in, been in bigger stuff. I don't really... Still a little bastard, much. though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Franz Dreamer is Dennis, a hot-headed pizza delivery boy. I can't remember which one he... Oh, is he... You got get glasses? No, no, he was the one. Yeah, the, kind of like a mohawk. Um, and I think, yeah, Ed, Ed gets popped off. Yeah, uh, Jerome is one you're thinking of, Leon James. So a lot of these people, I actually thought they were really great actors. They're full of character. I'm surprised they're not bigger than the... Or I've not, maybe they are, maybe they're doing stuff that I just don't see. Um, yeah. Simon Howard is Biggs, the youngest member, because he was the one with the Afro. Yeah, okay, uh, he's the Afro Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, uh, so Lee, he's the one who ends up in the skip. The... Yeah. Nick Frost obviously in it. Uh, mates with Joe Cornish I imagine so because I think this I, I imagine Joe Cornish might have had some trouble getting this um, finance this is his first directorial um, mm. gig um, he's writing and directing but he knows Edgar Wright which means he probably has some sway yeah. um, always handy Jermaine Hunter's oh Hi Hats oh he Hi-hats, was like the, yeah. uh, the big gang leader local yeah. drug dealer leader guy yeah uh, yeah, that's it. So it's obviously like an ensemble, ensemble cast, and uh, I mean, it seems it seems very believable in terms of the the ideas it brings to the forefront in terms of like inner city London, yeah, um, yeah, and the difficulties I guess of growing up somewhere like that, especially like a block where drugs and obviously there's a there's a particular a particular um thing that John Baker says um, when talking about the police where he says first they put drugs on the block then they brought guns and now aliens yeah yeah to try and kill us uh, so yeah like there's a lot of real world parallels that that obviously are relevant then and are still relevant today that I think it captures well I just for me I think it was just the nature of the characters that kind of meant that those messages were perhaps a bit lost in the mix when they could have been like really, really powerful. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it start it starts on Guy Fawkes night. You know this. How? Because there's fireworks going off everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um Jada Whitaker is uh walking home from I think she's a student nurse or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um and then she gets as someone loads. who used to live in live in London, Luke, did this feel like London to you? Did it look look and sound and smell like London? Uh, it was, it's weird because um, when we moved to London, everyone was like, "Oh, you got to be careful." And like even people that I knew from London said, "You're gonna, you just, you gotta get mugged at some point." So just prepare for it. It never happened. I always felt quite safe. Uh, and then Cat's mum and dad kept saying, "Move to Manchester. Come here. It's, it's safer up here." The f- the very first moment we got off the bus, we saw a man get mugged across the street in Manchester. Oh, we got home. Uh, and as we drove to their mum and dad's, um, 
they said, yeah, that's the place where that police lady got grenaded the other week. <laughs> that actually happened. Like a, I don't I'm know laughing, where but I know. someone getting grenaded is pretty... <laughs> yeah. And then there were like Jesus. holes. And we got to their house, there were holes in the door. And like, what's that? And he says, yeah, crazy guy with an axe. Start attacking the door. This sounds like I'm making it up. And you were like, get happened. me back to London. <laughs> like, apparently you've been going up the street with like an axe, just like attacking doors. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like absolute bullshit. Yeah. I remember my friend did an axe in the door, but it what happened? They said about the crazy guy um, with the axe. My friend told me a story the other day. He was like, one day his boss didn't turn up for work. And they and a couple of hours later, like rang him and said, like, oh, are you not coming in today? And he was like, Oh no, sorry, I've been talking to the police all day. I was riding my bike this morning and there was a man on a on a like public footpath uh wanking and trying to stab people. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to do a stab wank at people. So Which is the he's just... getting arrested for. Um we'll go for <laughs> what well, yeah, what what are you arresting me for? Well, the stab wanking. Yeah, but which one? Well, both. <laughs> Well, it's got to be one or the other, mate. <laughs> yeah. So there are some crazy people out there. And obviously, it's not just dangerous in London because, yeah, even here in Bristol, uh, full mm. of twats. Not full of twats, but, you know, I think there's twats everywhere, aren't there? Wherever there you are. go, there's there going to be a twat. Is. And sometimes yeah. you'll gravitate towards them and other times you'll just be fine. eye contact. The thing is, though, like sometimes <laughs> a twat will be looking at you. Yeah. And as soon as you, like, just looking around, as soon as you catch eyes with them, they'll go, what are you looking at? <laughs> and that's it the tractor beams you in then oh, see I, d- I feel like I'm just I'm not confrontational but I'm just I don't know I would definitely say the wrong thing like I wouldn't just be able to go nothing mate <laughs> I think I had to go you fucking you you can't like, yeah. uh, like what's his name Paddy Considine in, in oh, Dead yeah. Man's Shoes that's scary what are you, look- yeah. what are you looking at you you can't yeah I wouldn't do that. Yeah. See this? A, yeah. I get me again. <laughs> yeah. You. <laughs> That's not me. You right here. That's not me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Big crash. So yeah, yeah, trainee nurse Samantha Adams. Oh, she's yeah. walking. She's walking home. She's on the phone to her mum. I think she's saying like, "Oh, come see you soon, mum." And then she's kind of like the pincer movement happens from this gang of youths. Uh, so a few yeah. of them go behind her and yeah i mean this is the thing even if i believed that these guys were little bastards what a woman on her own do you know what i mean i mean that, that i think i feel like if, if they were mugging anybody else yeah we could kind of maybe move past it in the story but the fact that they're mugging a woman on her own and and they push her over as well it's a bit like oh come on guys come on you twats it, yeah it's, it's kind of how they downplay it as well throughout the film is not being a big deal as well that's a little bit tough to swallow yeah. yeah um so yeah they try to mug her and she obviously is she puts up a bit of a fight ends up on her bum i think she steal they steal her phone maybe something else but then quickly interrupted is like a meteorite falls from the sky smashes into a car um yeah samantha just runs away didn't she i've got to say it opens like the thing like we're in space. Oh, yeah, of course. And it, yeah. we've got like the, the meteor, almost exactly like the opening of the thing. And it's got mm. the um the music even sounds similar at that point. It's got yeah. that dun, dun. I, d- I did like the, the music in this. It's it's pretty cool. The music was good most at times. I was like, it sounds like a Doctor Who episode. It feels yeah. like a Doctor Who episode, but with 
like blood and guts, with like head pop, heads yeah. popping off and stuff. So apparently, apparently, the soundtrack for the film was an original score composed by Basement Jacks oh, okay. and Stephen yeah. Price. So like, there's a sort of electronic um, dub sort of sound, like yeah. the sort of grimy sounding um, percussion. But yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, so the, so the, the alien, the first alien lands in that car, and they kind of chase it so just after they've mugged this woman they chase a little alien et for all they know for all they <laughs> could be like a cute little gizmo all right and they chase no, it we're gonna fuck him up <laughs> gizmo lands i mean it doesn't look that bad this one's kind of got gray hair could be cuddly in the right light when it's not been stabbed up they they follow it into like a little trailer thing and they like straight up murder it well, that's that's yeah. the sound. I mean, like it, it, it jumped. Thing. It jumped on Moses first, and it scratched him. Oh well, it was scared. Um, so it's like a little grey, wrinkly um, ball bag, ape <laughs> ball bag, <laughs> like ape wolf, weird thing, isn't it? Um, is it what, but the yeah. thing is, it's quite small. So obviously, when we're introduced to the other aliens, they're much bigger. But then we understand that this one is a female, um, which is kind of weird. They mug a female human. And, and then they, they kill they kill a female alien bastards. Oh, good lads. But yeah, after after they after they kill it, <laughs> they just like drag it around behind them, and they kind of seem to think that they're like somehow, celebrating instead. Yeah, somehow they're gonna get I don't know like a. There's a lot. <laughs> there's gonna, a lot uh, we there's good lines. They say they're gonna sell it on eBay for bear pain or bear. Uh, I didn't understand a lot of what they were saying to be honest. There was a lot of words being thrown around. I was like, I think I. Is that English? <laughs> you bear... lived in London. Yeah, but I didn't pick up the lingo, obviously. Um, bear... I think they said sell it on eBay for bear paying pan. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, they'll get a lot for it. They'll get they'll get a nice little earner. I mean, I'm all right for for um, Cockney slang, but yeah. but maybe the old street slang is 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 a bit beyond me, you know. They say funny things like uh, someone will say, uh, I, I think, am I allowed to do this thing? And then the other person won't say, yes, of course. They'll say, allow it. Allow what? it, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. You allow it. Means, You're my dad. Allow it. And when she runs away, when she runs away, they say, she's running away. And he goes, allow it. Uh, all right. Let it let it happen. Let it be. Let it be. Um. So, yeah. What? So they take the alien up to. They've got a cannabis dealer, dude called Ron, played by uh, Nick Frost. Um, so they take it to him because they say he loves all the National Geographic stuff. He's going to know exactly what it is, but Ron ain't got a bloody clue. Yeah, he says like you found it's a very Nick Frost thing. He says you found something that can't be described as something. <laughs> hey, it's very. It sounds really good what he says, and yeah. you kicked his fucking head in, and they're all like, "Yay!" <laughs> you find <laughs> you find a uh, you find something that's never never been been discovered before, and you kicked his fucking head in. And they go, yeah, we fucking did. Yeah, Eat shit. Um, uh, well, they want to store it in the weed room. Uh, they're yeah. growing like they've got like a whole hydroponic. Mm ultraviolet set up in, in the back room it must be dead secure and they're going to yeah. hide it in there but they have to get permission from hi-hats 
who's like the 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 gang lord. Just a really but, good drummer as well, do you reckon? Yeah, he's only on only on the, the hi hat. He's a, he's like the he's basically like the gang, the like leader, well like Ron's boss essentially. But I kind of didn't get that vibe from him initially. I thought like they're just a pair of guys tending to the weed, and they weren't big deals at all. But then as soon as hi hats tries to like um, bring John Boyega into the fold and get him to move, what I think is cocaine or is it heroin? He just calls it white yeah. actually, so it's going to be. Yeah. He asks him to, so obviously moving on to class A's and, and he gets him to store, he puts in his sock and the uh, John Biega. And yeah. uh, I mean, he doesn't seem to have much choice in the matter. It's not like he's Dave gone. Do you want to do so? Do you want to run some drugs around the block for me? And he's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah. gone. Here you go. See you later. It's like, well, where do I go? Who do I meet? Who's this for? <laughs> give me some, give me some, give me an address at least. No. Yeah. That's not how it works. Um, so yeah, and just as that's sort of happening, and that that's been made to as an agreement, they look out and more objects are falling from the sky, like all over the place, all over the the um, estate or like area of London, and they realize and one lands right nearby, like in the in the park. Yeah, and they get all dead excited because they're like, "We killed this one, let's tool up and kill a load more." Yeah. Um, I mean, a, like, to be fair, a free reign on killing some stuff, especially when you think it's just like a little grey wrinkly ball bag, like the other one. I mean, I, mean, I would. I mean, I guess it did scratch Moses's face, but I would be. I mean, if you just see some animal, you'd be like, "Yeah, let's kick its fucking head in." Again, <laughs> again, like there is a I whole think- thing with like young kids being that way, though, and that I found really distasteful as well. Um, well, I guess they do sort of say it's an alien. They do sort of think it's an alien at this point, don't they? They do. It's a violence first mentality that's quite oh, difficult. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Killer be killed scenario. But they're loving it. They're like, uh, this is going to be fun activity. This is going to be fun game for every all of us children to play for bonding <laughs> time. So they all like run down the stairs and then they all run into their respective flats to basically grab. Uh, things one of them grabs a machete, one of them grabs a load of fireworks. Um, yeah, so we're kind of like briefly introduced to their living situation and and you know, siblings and parents, yeah. And uh, there is like a there is like a love interest for Moses as well, isn't there? There's a girl, there was a few, there's a few like young girls as well. Um, they end up in their flat at one point, I'm not sure, yeah. Beginning Mia or something when, when that happens, yeah. So they get themselves down to the park uh, to fuck up the aliens. And they take a dog with them, and initially I'm thinking, oh great, we're going to see like a dog helping and being the hero and attacking aliens and stuff. But a dog gets killed off like, immediately. Yeah, not fair. Not fair. I wanted him to have more screen time, more yeah. lines. I think uh, also it kind of it just ind- indicates that this is a different thing they're fighting now to the to the little grey ball bag. Uh, this one is like um, we it's, they're like looking. It's actually quite a scary scene. Uh, they're like looking at it, trying to look across the park, and we can't see anything. It's just so black, and then we see a blue teeth just sort of appearing in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. I think it, I don't think we get very far with this one. I think it. Just, Chase them or something? I can't remember. Chases them off, yeah. So I think we do see it at the moment, but obviously it's just a big black 
mess of like limbs and stuff like it's super super they, i think they do say like gorilla wolf quite often uh which kind of makes sense and it's quite an interesting design i will say quite a unique yeah, design because it's um, like super super black isn't it like the blackest black they say like obsidian well um hands up against it at one point and just i remember reading uh joe cornish wasn't happy with the the way the costumes looked they were supposed to be super black but they weren't black enough so you had to get loads of vfx done to make it i mean it's just like absorbs light it's like it's so dark it's like inky black yeah um yeah uh, it's, it's cool i really like the creatures um, yeah 100 yeah, percent. so then they're chased around for a bit i think you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, yeah, so they they flee, and then not long after that, as they're sort of riding around, so they're riding around on like the moped. One of them's got a moped because uh, you could use it to deliver pizzas. I think one of us on a bike. Um, but what, the thing we didn't mention is that Samantha, since fleeing, has sort of gone to the police and sort of explained what happened, and they've decided to just take her around the estate to basically look for the muggers and identify them. Uh, I'm not sure if she does it or they just, I think they just stumble across them. I think the police van just stumbles across the kids running and they try, they try to flee. Uh, but it's Moses who ends up falling um, off of his bike, I think falls off his bike. And then the police come and arrest him, put him in handcuffs, yeah. but the aliens are pretty close behind um, stalking them. And just as they put Moses in the police van, two officers get murked. Yeah. Which is another word that's used a few times in this in this uh, film, which I haven't heard for a few years. Murked. Murked. Yeah, yeah. what do you mean? And absolutely murked. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that happens, and then it all pretty much kicks off. Um, the rest of the gang are sort of like coming to try and save Moses. Uh, Samantha is in the van as well, and there's a moment where they they look at each other, they're face to face for the first time. Um, Moses looks like he's trying his best to be intimidating, which is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, yeah, and sort of they 
they come and chase oh that's it they fire a big big old bangy firework underneath the police van to scare off the aliens don't they they um they've got a lot of fireworks these guys yeah um i don't know how effective the fireworks are um they use them all the time yeah i think they look really cool i will say but what is it just is it actually scaring them up because there's a few times later on where they shoot fireworks down hallways and stuff and it just seems to make it more difficult for them to see what's going on yeah, I think it like disorientates them a bit, possibly. I don't I know. think. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, then they they pretty much the keys have been left, I think, by the police as well. So they they like take the van, drive away, but then obviously they crash into high hats' really expensive car. Yeah. Crash into high hats's Merc. And they tried and initially High Hats tries to back away, thinking he's crashed into the police, into the feds, but uh, initially, he goes, hang on a minute. There's not police driving that van, and it's Moses and his gang, and there's like a big confrontation. Um, and obviously, they're trying to give it the big, it's aliens, aliens are chasing us, but Hi Hats doesn't look like the kind of guy. He's not Tom DeLonge, who is obviously really open and go, What aliens? Oh Tom DeLonge was the drug I'm dealer gonna... in that London. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my whole career now is going to be about finding out about these aliens and stuff hi-hats is immediately no i'm not believing that unfortunately i'm gonna fuck you up um but yeah. then one of his one of his like right hand men well his only right hand man what's his name don't remember his name but one of one of his henchmen dudes uh gets killed by the alien and his throat gets ripped out in front of yeah. him. yeah when uh, when you get attacked by one of these things, um, it's quite a violent. It's like being like thrashed by a bear or something. They just seem to thrash you about, and they they take chunks out of you with their giant jaws. Um, yeah. Doesn't look doesn't look pleasant. Lots of screaming, things getting ripped off. Yeah, it doesn't look pleasant at all. It looks uh, very painful. Yeah, um, big gorilla wolves. Um, I guess like because they were sort of so strange looking, I did sort of understand the threat of them. Hmm. But at the same time, I never. I mean, I suppose they did kill a few, didn't they? In the in the in these initial stages, I was going to say they didn't kill them till the end, but I suppose they did kill a few. Um, yeah, Moses in the, in the hits one block. in the head with uh, with the samurai sword at one point. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, so they flee. The aliens are chasing after them. They all kind of get separated at this point. I think. I think Biggs ends up hiding in like a bin, in like a yeah. big a big bin um, and then pest the little dude with his little hat with the tassels. He gets like bitten on the leg when one of them like smashes his head through, through the door. Um, and then somehow I can't remember exactly how, but they managed to find Samantha because Samantha says she lives in their building and they managed to find her house. She's in the lift, I think. Right. And then they all get in the lift with her. Is that maybe, maybe I'm making that up. I can't remember. I can't remember. There's a lot of lift action, isn't there? When we're when we're introduced to um, Brewis, the posh stoner dude, I think he's trying to get in the lift, and he says <laughs> they just push past him. Don't they? this is earlier, obviously? Yeah, just push past yeah. him. He's like, oh, get the next one. He's like, yeah, probably for the probably for the best. Uh, but yeah, they basically go to Samantha's flat and persuade her to. I don't think that's what they go there for originally, but then they find out she's a nurse and they try and persuade her to treat pests leg and here's where like i guess 
the group are sort of inviting her into the fold a bit. They sort of all exchange names. I don't think Moses is still keen on that. I think he's like, oh, we're not doing that, are we? <laughs> he's still. But I think he tries to keep yeah. up this facade, doesn't he? This sort of like really macho facade in order to, for the rest of the gang to like look up to him. And he yeah. pretty much keeps it going. Uh, and it never really does drop, I guess, until until he makes like a bit of a... a he looks a bit stupid when he... Yeah, he, he tries to attack someone with samurai sword again. Oh, yeah. When he, he goes into him. the wall. Yeah. He stabs into the wall. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, so I mean, well, she's like saying, if you don't take your leg to the hospital... Uh, just, just your leg. Take your leg to the hospital. Come home. It's going to... just And just relax. Your leg will be fine. It'll come back to you. Kick your feet. Well, I just can't kick your feet up. Um, kick your so, foot up. <laughs> She's like, you need to get to hospital because you're going to get like infection, infections and stuff. I can't yeah. remember how it all transpires. I think what it is, is um, she wants, doesn't want to have anything to do with him, but then they get attacked in the flat. Mm. And that's when Moses goes to use his sword technique again and he goes into the wall. Um, and then she saves him. And at that yeah. point, they're like, we need to move because there's like all these aliens come in. And that's when they go, we're going to go to Ron's lockup. Back to Ron's. Got, Ron's got all the answers, yeah. Because it's really secure there as well. No, actually, no, big fun. They're going to go to the girlfriend's house because she's got a gate. She's got like a steel gate on the door. That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, so there's a flat owned by Tia, Dimples, the, Tia <laughs> Diona, Dimples. and Gloria, uh, the ultimate four. But basically, they're just like a girl girl group. There's uh, obviously one called Dimples because you got to have one called Dimples. That's the, that's the she's a comedy act. Uh, don't even know which one Dimples is. <laughs> yeah. So the aliens like pretty much I followed them, aren't they? They attack. They get in pretty easily, don't they? Smashing windows and yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, so this was a, so Dennis gets killed when he's got his um, bike helmet on. This was pretty horrible because I thought it was just killing him, and then suddenly it popped his head off like a. Yeah, I, I, it's weird because if it wasn't the violence in this film, it's, it's kind of surprising in a way. Like in some yeah. ways, when you're watching it, it feels like it's almost too violent. And like <laughs> I think it adds, it just adds to it. But like seeing the kids like scream because it feels like they're just kind of playing like action heroes at the, mm. up to this point. They've all got like the toys, and even at that point, they, he's got a toy gun that he thinks is a real gun. It's like a cap gun. He starts shooting yeah. at them and he's like realizes that he's he's messed up. And then the, the thing jumps on him and he's like screaming his head off, and then the blood starts to spin, his head flies across the room. It's yeah. it it's like it feels really violent. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it I'm just saying it is a little bit shocking in a in a way. The violence is shocking, but there's not I don't think there's that much of it really is there. There's only like a few, there's like a handful yeah. of moments. I think it's just because these I, you know what it is? I think the kids feel quite genuinely young. Mm. Like, if they feel quite immature. And seeing them get brutally, like... Moided. Moided is quite effective because they, they even though they're not innocent, they do still feel a little bit innocent. And maybe that's because... I don't know, maybe I, I want them to be innocent because I don't want to... Um, think of them as these sort of violent men because that's the world that's what they're trying to pretend to be these sort of violent men who 
who have situation completely handled by themselves. Yeah, they're not. They're actually just kids who are kind yeah. of very silly. Uh, so they they're getting treated as such as violent men. They're being murdered, like in a really hor- horrendous way. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. And maybe there's something more there. Maybe that's what Joe Cornish was going for. Like, um, if you act like that, then you are going to get treated as such. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Because they're definitely young, because I think John Boyega's uh, character, Moses, says he's 15 at one point, doesn't he? And uh, Jodie Whittaker says, you look... You seem older. You look older. It's a bit weird, because I think that's it... in a way of her saying, oh, you know, I thought you were quite attractive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a mo- yeah, there was definitely a moment, and I sort of felt it from her side rather than him, Yeah, in terms of yeah. that attraction. And then she saw his, like, Spider-Man bed covers. Yeah, like one of his race car beds. <laughs> And she saw his Spider-Man pants and went, oh, God. Oh, God. How old are, how old are you? 15. Oh, and he's got Spider-Man webbing stuff everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Bloody hell, this door handle's sticky. Uh... <laughs> so John Boyega is... playing as Spider-Man again. Jesus. <laughs> stick on, stick yourself on the ceiling. <laughs> so he's 29. So obviously, so ten years ago, he was nineteen. Nineteen playing a fifteen-year-old. I mean, okay, that's what that's you seem older. That's, that's because I'm seemed older. Yeah, I am. That's because I am. I'm nineteen. Cut, John. <laughs> we've told you already. You're playing a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, but she said I was fifteen, and I'm not nineteen. <laughs> you need to get over it. Um, it's like when when you try and get a kid on a bus. Um, it definitely happened with Megan. I think it's happened with my nephew as well. When you get on the bus, it's like, right, if anyone asks you how old you are, you say five, because six, I've got to pay for a ticket. All right. Okay, and how old's the little boy? Oh, he's five. No, no, I'm six! There you go. That's not me hitting him, that's me slapping my hand. You act like a man, you treat like a man. <laughs> that's me hitting my hand in, in annoyance. That's not me hitting the kid across the head. That's but a I really would. good sound there. Do that sound again? What? That Take sounds it. like a... Like a a cowboy punching a guy off a roof. Do it again. <laughs> I've got a, a history of I'm really good at fo- foley foley art. Is that what it's called foley? When you yeah, do the... just using your own body. Yeah, I could do it. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Can't do it arm fart. It's been a lot. Oh my god, it's been a long time since I tried to do that. An arm fart. Your yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I did go for oh, I did go good. for a runner I did go for a run earlier and I haven't showered so it's probably a little bit moist under there. <laughs> Grease that. <laughs> Grease <laughs> right up. It's a greasy you can't get boy. Over that that punch sound effect. Like you can. What is that? That's not real. Sure, it's going to watch it, this video and think that like you've overlaid that sound over the. It's because it might be because I'm doing it like literally right next to the mic. I don't know. Do it one more time. <laughs> This podcast is just going to descend into I know, but it's un- unreal. Tell your story walking. What? That's that amazing. That is amazing. You do one. I want to hear it. It's just point. I don't even know how you're doing that. Oh, well, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. A, it's different, that's good as well. No, it's sounded, it sounded good as well. It must just be like, it must be that microphones, they're yeah. just that good. They're that good. Okay, if there's any Wild West movies out there, right? That haven't haven't quite haven't got a Foley artist on the books just yet. Do this too. We're around. Do you want we're a speedboat? Give you a little speedboat there. If you need you a, 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 a machine gun. 
soon. I mean, it, <laughs> was that you then, or was that a machine gun speedboat Sorry. chase? Because I mean, is there a machine gun speedboat chase happening outside your house? Because that was. <laughs> oh, if you want a tiny angry man on the phone. Sorry, I'm I'm not taking calls right now. <laughs> it's like from Grand Theft Auto. Click. <laughs> couldn't, even, couldn't even be bothered to do a little... <laughs> click. Really good at some and notoriously bad at others. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow, that's amazing. That's a horse. Um, right, what's happened? Um, so yeah, so Hi Hats is having a bit of a, he's having some stuff happening as well. So he's basically pissed off because his car got fucked up, and also so did the other guy. He goes and gets like two other gang members to drive him somewhere, and basically he's walking around with a gun, angry, looking for the uh, the gang, uh, mm-hmm. the gang of the gang of youths. But he also is complete denial that any aliens exist at all. <laughs> he's not having it. He's absolutely not having it. Um, so he does manage to get up to the flat and he basically just says, I'm going to fuck you all up. Um, and they attack. But the aliens like leap through. Well, no, actually, initially, there's a moment where the aliens attack. Everyone ends up in a lift. They chase them into the lift. And somehow, Hi-Hats like, makes it out of life, like, I guess, by shooting the aliens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so surely, so surely right now he must must believe that they exist because he's killed a load of them. Um, so they, the gang <laughs> managed to go up to the weed room now. They use the fireworks like as a distraction, don't they? Um, so this is like the um, the lobby sequence from The Matrix. It reminded yeah. me of a little bit. Yeah. Um, all the smoke, smoke and mirrors, trying to get through. But obviously Jerome, that's the dude with the glasses, gets proper disorientated, like annoyingly so, where like I'll be like, ah, oh, really surely it's a to b it's pretty easy but he gets proper disorientated where he's like has no idea where he is everyone's voices are echoing that's probably not helping just speak normally (laughs) i don't know where you are um and we obviously think this might be a moment where you know he gets saved or something but no he gets killed as well and he was like maybe the nicest one and he had glasses so (laughs) We're gonna rank people in terms of niceness for how big their glasses are. Did he have glasses on? Yeah, he did. Tough. Oh, he's all right then. I bet he's smart. I bet he's smart. Are you smart? Yeah, I'm pretty smart. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, he gets he gets attacked, dragged up into the smoke. Yeah, he gets uh, like, a big chunk of his face like torn out, and I think um Pest like tries to save him. Yes, obviously. This is yeah. the thing. I think if I if I like these characters enough, like their deaths would have more impact for me. Um, and I kind of like when when their deaths happen, I kind of feel sorry for their friends in a way. Where I'm like, oh, they've just seen their friend murdered in front of them. How terrible! But yeah, yeah in terms of like the grand scheme of things, I'm not really rooting for anybody. It feels like. Um, especially even like when Hi Hats is like pursuing them as well. I suppose he's quite easy to hate, but yeah, yeah. Apart from that, um, so yeah, so Hi Hats does manage to follow them up to. We never really see how he manages to avoid the aliens, like at ground level, do we? Yeah, he's got his pistol, though, isn't he? I guess he's shooting stuff up. He's got his gun. Oh, oh actually, they're maybe not even after him because it turns oh, out yeah, like later course. on, Jody's going to just true. walk right through. Um, 
so yeah, they f- go to Ron's flat, but Hi Hats is already there. That's right. Um, Ron's let him in. Ron's obviously apologetic, but Hi Hats basically wants to kill Moses. Um, but all of the aliens are just outside the window. Yeah, ready to ready to jump in and uh, fuck him up, which they do. They all jump to send on him, and there's obviously quite a quite a gruesome shot, which is like as it's panning around him as he's getting surrounded by them, and they just kind of like rip his face off. Yeah, yeah. Which is I like uh, shot. <laughs> nice and gruesome. Yeah, nice and gruesome. So they all hide inside the weed room. Um, and here is where they start doing some digging, doing a bit of espionage, working out exactly how and why the aliens are actually after them. How do they keep finding them? Like they're in a flat, like they're going to different floors, different flats. Um, and it's because of the UV light in the weed room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brewis notices that uh, Moses is covered Spider-Man's been at it again. in spaff. <laughs> <laughs> He's covered in spaff and Brewis is like, oh no, you've got to put all of your garments underneath a UV light before you give them to your mum to wash. Because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise yeah. humiliating for everybody yeah. involved. Um, so obviously Brewis does a, what is this? This is just... Um, well, he studies anthropology. That's anthrop- right, yeah. Anthropology, I think. Yeah. One of them. Um, um, and he's he knows all about pheromones. Is um, he loves a good pheromone? And yeah, yeah, he's pretty. He's got a lot, a lot of information, which is good. Uh, yeah, but also explains a lot, I guess, about the plot. I guess some things that could have been like plot holes, like why the hell, how the hell did they find them? But yeah, so I think they try and work out. So he fe- he's got a theory. Uh, so he says that like the aliens are like spores, they're drifting through space on solar winds until they find a habitable planet. Um, uh, and after they land in the area, the female lands first, and she sets off, lets off. She lets off. Oh, you <laughs> dirty bitch! <laughs> she lets off a strong pheromone to attract the male creatures, so they can mate and propagate their species on that planet. So that's essentially what they think has happened. So anyone, everyone cleans himself off from of the spaff under the UV light to make yeah. sure that they no longer want the aliens, but. They then pretty much hatch a plan, which is where Moses wears the female, the dead female that they killed at the start as a backpack. Yeah. As a wobbly it's backpack. It's kind of like an ET kind of situation. Yeah. Like dead ET. escaping whilst carrying a little alien. Yeah. Yeah. But the alien's dead and not wrapped <laughs> up in a, wrapped up and put in a little basket of a yeah. bike. Uh, so I guess their plan is pretty good, which is that, essentially armed with a samurai sword or is it two samurai swords? Moses is going to basically go to his flat. Although Samantha goes ahead and sort of does all the dirty work for him, goes to the flat, turns the gas oven on and he's going to lead them all there and blow them all up. I think at this moment yeah. as well as when Moses decides to finally have an apology of some sort and he gives back Samantha's stolen ring, which we didn't mention earlier, but yeah. He they didn't even it. want to give it back. Peng Pest was like, Oh yeah, of uh, course. He, like he didn't he like, even want to give it back. Yeah, that's how it's how is it after is it? everything you've been through, yeah. Life and death, she's patched you up after your leg was done. You still think her like I guess wedding ring, not wedding ring, like engagement ring or whatever, is yours. Yeah. I'd just I'd slap him across I'd slap him across the crust. Yeah. I'd I'd tossle his hair just to get close <laughs> to him, make him feel like I was his mate, and then slap him across the head. You little bastard. Yeah. Um, so it all goes to plan. They do it all in slow motion. 
Um, they shoot off a couple of fireworks. Uh, Moses runs through. Make, he's been chased by uh, like 10 aliens, quite a few, big handful of them. Um, he makes it into the flat. And at this point, the police are all outside as well. All the people are gathering. There's there's a whole there's two other characters as well. There's Probs and Mayhem, I think they're called. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's two little little proper young kids, like what, yeah. eight or something. Yeah. Um obviously kind of look up to the gang, I guess, in a way where they're like, we're gonna go around doing a load of mad shit as well. And then hopefully yeah. we could be in your gang one day. And obviously they're like little kids, so they got they tried to save uh Biggs by like spraying one of the aliens with like a super soaker full of, I guess, full of petrol, right? And then lighting them yeah, on fire. Lighting them up, yeah. But then, but then there's like armed police, so they run and jump and hide in the bin as well, hide in the skip. Uh, yeah, I just like, come on, kids, get yourselves home. I'm worried for your safety. Eight years old. Yeah. Well, earlier, I think Moses does say that. Go home and read. Go books home. Do your homework. <laughs> read books. Go home. Have a bath and a bed. Bedtime, watch, yeah. watch CBB's bedtime. Sometimes they have Tom Hardy on there. You know, <laughs> they have big big names on there. Go and watch that. Get yourself home. Don't hang about with us. Um, but it's a pretty good alien killing record, though. They've killed one. Those two little kids. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So then that pretty much happens. Moses manages to get all the aliens into his flat, and then ignites the room using his fireworks as a moment obviously we can't quite light it that little bit of tension uh but he does and he leaps out the window and what's he hanging from he's hanging from like a union jack isn't he yeah yeah um and the Brexit! Like, <laughs> that's what he shouts he just shouts that as loud as possible <laughs> oh god please see him and they're like arrest that guy who's hanging off there yeah um, he's just done an explosion i mean this yeah. is annoying because obviously all of the it's a difficult one isn't it because obviously the police just arresting people and without asking questions and kind of just making assumptions is a kind of a good um mm-hmm. a good uh, not a good narrative but like a, a realistic narrative i guess but at the same time they're not completely innocent so <laughs> yeah. But yeah um he is the hero um all the aliens are essentially dead the block's like in flames. Everyone's chanting Moses' name. Yeah, that's right. So everyone's chanting Moses' name, and, and I think um, Samantha goes to the police, and there's, there's a bit of a moment where she says, I'd like to explain what's happened. And they go, yeah, that's right. These boys have been doing all this stuff. And she always like, goes silent for a second. like She's going to just dob them in. I go, yeah, there were yes, no aliens at all. My... It was these little <laughs> bastards, stole my ring, and then fucked up the old block. Oh, and they're doing drug ending. deals yeah. up at the top. Yeah. And I sweet. <laughs> I mean, it all kind of ends all right, though, because Pest and Moses are in the back of a van, and outside they hear them, everyone chanting Moses' name. I mean, all their friends are dead. They've been arrested. Yeah. Um, but Is there anything left of the chanting. aliens where they're going to be able to, like, confirm that it was definitely all aliens? There's a lot. I mean, there's quite a body there case. Was, yeah. Um, and Moses smiles. He's like, I'm going to be in Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what's that? Star Wars next. This is going to get me into Star Wars. So I'm assuming this yeah. film played a part in getting him into Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think this is his first role, wasn't it? I think after this. 
Hmm. After this, it was. And then he'll never Star go Wars. back because they yeah. ruined his character. And in the Star Wars episode <laughs> nine, they fucked him up. I always thought he was going to be like the main Jedi. Because you remember in the trailer, he like ignited a blue a blue lightsaber and I was like oh he's a Jedi what and then in the um, trailer he just ignited it and in the film he just ignited it for a laugh and then Kylo Ren sliced him up the back yeah I'm not a fan of the new the new movie I, I liked the Force Awakens to some degree but hmm. uh, Rogue Rogue One that's where it's at Rogue One Rogue that? One's where it's at yeah yeah Rogue One Rogue okay. One oh fuck's sake uh, so this. I've got some name game for you very nice so it's a film I watched it's about a, a teen gang in South London who defend their block from an alien invasion who were all trying to get Moses's Kit Kat attack the chalk attack the chalk well done <laughs> well, how do you eat the Kit Kat as well have you ever seen anyone eat the Kit Kat where they bite into all four fingers at the same time mm, that's what I do that's a war crime Actually, <laughs> I don't think I do that every time. You know what? I'm not bothered. I'm like whatever, whatever, which way. If it's a finger, a piece, a time, I'll do that. I will. To be fair, almost every time I go for a Kit Kat chunky. Almost every time. Yes, yeah, better. If there was a Kit Kat chunky and a four finger. Because there's no weird rules about how you're supposed to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. But you can nibble all the chocolates off at one, one, one end, and then the it's the only end. the only thing I do kind of uh, a weird eating ritual with is uh, sometimes I do it with a Twix if I've got a really hot cup of tea. You buy both ends off oh, the yeah, Twix yeah, yeah. like it's a cigar mm. and then you use it as a straw in a tea and it melts oh. the caramel and it goes right up the, oh. the Twix. It works really well. It does well. sound good. Which yeah. Twix do you prefer, left or right? Um, I think I prefer the right Twix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Twick, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so um, so when I watched about a German composer in South London who defends his block from an alien invasion, and they're all trying to get this composer attack the the only German I can only think of Hans Zimmer. This is an older composer. This is like a classical composer. Oh. I think his first name is Sebastian. Oh, attack the back. Yeah. Bark. Attack, attack the bark. The bark. I was like, Hans <laughs> Zimmer. <laughs> you know, and you've got all the good ones. You've got Bark, you've got Beethoven, you've got Zimmy. Zimmy Zimmer. <laughs> uh, another one I watched is about a teen gang in South London who defend their right to make funny little videos on the latest social media app from an alien invasion. Attack the TikTok. Well, I put a tick the top. Does it really make sense? <laughs> <laughs> That's far better. But it sounds no. funny. That's much, um, much better. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the one I watched is about a teen gang in South London who tried to lure a male chicken into a trap. Um, attack the cock. Close. Attack the cockerel. <laughs> that bit was fine. It's the other bit. Oh wait! Attract the cock. Attract the cock. I had that name first, and I was like, I could either go to chicken route or the other route. <laughs> I'll go to chicken route. Um, here's a good one. So it's about Vince McMahon, 
and he's trying to find uh, Dwayne Johnson to fire him. They're looking for Dwayne Johnson. He's got to fire him. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's like something The Rock, but yeah, attract The Rock, attack The Rock, find him. Why can't I think of a word for find? Well, he's trying to fire him. He's trying to fire him. Yeah. Sack the rock. I sack the sock. Wait. <laughs> I, I sack the rock. <laughs> I sack the rock. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um is that is that it? Uh, I, thought, I kind of thought I kind of thought of one when you said one just then. So uh, it's a film about a street gang. They're definitely all of age. They're definitely all adults. They're definitely all um, consulting, consulting, consenting, <laughs> consenting adults. Consulting adults. Consenting adults, um, yeah. and they try to defend themselves from uh, predatory alien BDSM. <laughs> Uh, gang attack the cock yeah <laughs> yeah that's it that's literally all I had attack the cock BDSM attack that cock leave it alone uh, yeah sorry <laughs> um, okay so we need to rate the film I find this difficult because I do feel like this is a really good comfort film that you could just throw on and have mm. fun with yeah I do have some issues with it as well yeah yeah I mean I definitely I definitely rate it and I think as a British film it gets a lot right and the fact that it's Joe Cornish as well kind of makes me like it more just because I like Joe Cornish and I feel like if I publicly said I didn't like this film I'd feel a bit bad but I don't dislike it I just think of the of the issues it has the issues are it's hard in terms of like protagonists <coughs> they're like conflicted protagonists aren't they where it's difficult to get on board with them and then understand their plight but i think it's a cool little sci-fi jaunt it's quite funny um random bits of gore are quite interesting and cool i feel like i've been rating films mostly the same lately i feel like i've been watching films that are like yeah i, I like that got little to no problem with it but yeah. it hasn't blown me away hasn't changed my life i kind of felt like that about the last few films we watched so probably just gonna go for a, a be with this one because it's definitely a film that when it's on I kind of want to watch it and it's one of those films that pops up on like film four mm -hmm. every now and again and when I see that it's playing I'm like oh yeah watch that why the hell not so yeah I think I'll go for a B cool um, similarly I think it's a really fun movie and it's that easy to watch it's a it's a bit of a comfort movie now I've watched it a few times and I always enjoy it but do have some issues I'm going to give a B plus oh Gone for the old plus, have you? Yeah, yeah. The old plus. Very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, yeah, looking forward to a sequel. I'll be interested to see what they do with a sequel. Yeah. Because obviously everyone's older. So whether Moses is now grown up and he's working in a bank or... Yeah, we'll be interested <laughs> to see how they do it. How they yeah. frame it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, especially if the alien invaders like have been gone for ten years, why are they back? Why are they crossing paths with? Uh, maybe it's something to do with because the, they've still got the little body of the. Actually, they haven't got that got blown up as well, didn't it? The female little body. 
Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. got to be something to do. It's got something to do with the spaff. The spaff's <laughs> still going to be there somewhere. A little microscopic dot of it is going to be on someone. We've all been there. We've all been there. There we go. Uh, yeah. So what next week? is a new month so we're going to announce the july lineup sorry to do that asap but i think we're going to do another new release before we delve back into the past with the rest of the month but there's a movie called censor which i don't know loads about but i've heard some pretty good things about it and some hype surrounding it um yeah directed by Prano Bailey Bond, who is a Welsh director and screenwriter. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see that. I don't know if you know much about that film at all. Do you know much? Not really, no. <laughs> same here, same here. Oh, I was pretty much didn't know anything about it, and then I saw a bit of hype on Twitter, so I thought maybe we should cover it on the old podcast. But yeah, if you just follow Hawk and Cleaver socials, you'll see what the what the horror hangout lineup for June is gonna be. Cool. All right. Uh, I think we're all done. Is that pronounce what we needed? That's to... it, mate, isn't it? That's, That's it. it. Another um, one in the bag. There we go. Tick, put a tick next to that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, you can you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to... And go join the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Uh, thanks to my co-host, Ben, for being a right horror dude who does an incredible punch noise. Uh, <laughs> that was real. That, that wasn't just a noise. That was real. I punched myself in the head just for the just for the impact of that final, final moment. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Cool. All right. See you next time. Bye. 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.